Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. It's open season on straight men in this country, and in the game of he said, she said, it seems the he part of the equation is guilty until proven innocent. And even then, his career, reputation, and life has been dragged through the mud. The innocent part hardly matters. That's exactly what happened to former Buffalo Bills punter Matt Ariza after he was falsely accused of gang rape and then cut from his team and dream job in the NFL. Matt Ariza joins me in just moments to set the record straight. The show starts now. Twenty-three-year-old San Diego State football star Matt Ariza had the world and the NFL at his fingertips. Nicknamed the Punt God, Ariza was drafted in the sixth round by the Buffalo Bills in 2022. But that all came crashing down when he was accused in the gang rape of a 17-year-old girl at an SDSU house party. Though these were just allegations, the Bills cut him from the team just days later. Prosecutors in the case declined to press charges. Matt was never charged. A series of video clips of the alleged gang rape do not show Ariza as he was not even present during the incident. But apparently, none of that matters. Not the evidence, not the lack thereof, nothing. Because in this era of cancel culture and believe all women, an accusation is enough to ruin someone, their life, and their future. Joining me now to set the record straight is the man himself, former NFL punter, Matt Ariza. Matt, it's great to have you. I really appreciate you taking the time. Thank you for having me. So I know that you have been trying desperately to set the record straight on this. And as we all know, in this era of cancel culture, it really doesn't matter anymore or seemingly it doesn't matter what the truth is. Once there's an accusation, an allegation, then it seems like everything else doesn't matter from there on out. I want to get into the case itself. I want to start off with what exactly happened that night from your perspective. In your own words, please tell my audience what you'd like them to know. Yeah, no, you're right. Nowadays, it's uh, it's guilty until proven innocent, which has been a very interesting thing. But it was basically meant to be a celebration. Um, we were doing great. Uh, we were about 6-0 at the time, coming off of a big win. And we hosted a party. Uh, it wasn't my house, which was another thing that was spread around. Um, never lived there. But again, when something's said in the media now, it's completely true. Um yeah, it was it was a, a pretty simple kickback and everything. And, and people came who were uninvited um, and decided to spread these horrible accusations about me and my teammates that that uh, pretty much caught fire over all over social media and all over the country. Yeah. So, again, I want to go back to that night because these are all just allegations. Your other teammates, though, they have been discussed. It's really you that's taken the brunt of this. And as we know now, you weren't even there when this alleged gang rape even happened. So you can't even be accused of that when you weren't there, although you were. But I want to go back because there's a lot surrounding this case and a lot that needs to be cleared up so people can get this timeline straight and accurate from your mouth without all the media speculation. 
You were at the mm -hmm. party, right? You admitted that you had sex with this girl. You didn't know that she was 17. You thought that she was 18 and older. Is that correct from your perspective? Absolutely, yeah. She looked me in the eyes, told me she was 18. We had a brief encounter. She was in control and, and, and capable the whole time. Could have left, could have gone back to her friends at any moment. Um, we eventually said bye to each other. I wasn't at the party much longer. Uh, ended up leaving, went home. Uh, then everything else is on, on video. There was pretty, pretty much an hour encounter in the bedroom with her and a couple of other men that uh, the video proves to be completely consensual. And the video proves that I was never there. And everyone that was a part of that will, if this goes to court, testify that I was never there. Yet I was the orchestrator, according to her attorney, which is a complete lie. What came to your mind when these allegations first came out? Were you shocked? Did you have any indication that something like this might be coming down the pike? I was shocked, but the writing was on the wall. I mean, the way people reacted to it, I... It was pretty clear to me that my career was was coming to an end until I could prove everything. And at first, it's terrifying. These It could have been a he said, she said thing. And thank God it's not. I don't know where I would be today if there wasn't video evidence from that night, from the night before, if there wasn't 35 witnesses who stepped forward and spoke to the police. I don't know what would be happening if all that didn't happen. You're right. So though you were never charged, right, prosecutors didn't even bring a case because of that video evidence. They looked at it and said, hey, listen, we cannot prove here. We cannot assert here that this wasn't consensual based on the video evidence that was brought forward. Uh, obviously, it didn't end there, though. I want to go now to when you found out from your team, from the Buffalo Bills, that they decided to cut you. What was the conversation around that? Did they say that was specifically because of these allegations or how did that go down? Yeah, absolutely. It wasn't for talent, which is a shock to me growing up my whole life, wanting to be a pro athlete. You know, the thought is if I'm good enough, I'll be able to have that career and, and play at that level. But um, that wasn't the case. I was cut because of these allegations. And look, I hold nothing against the Buffalo Bills. I wish things were handled differently, but they did treat me with respect, uh, which I appreciate. It's just the climate of how things are now. Um, accusations bring so much hate to anyone who decides to stand by the accuser that uh, they were kind of forced to, to cut me from the team. So when you heard that they were cutting you from the team, did you say, hey, wait, wait a second, let the facts come out. Let's make sure that you get the actual story. Let's see if there are even charges made. Did you say anything like maybe we should just take a beat and find out if this is true? Let me prove my innocence to you. Was there a conversation like that that went down? Of course, prior to me being cut for about a month, uh, they were in on all of the information. I gave my attorney the green light to keep them in the loop and give them all of our witness statements, all of our all of our evidence. And so they knew the truth, but the accusations were strong enough that uh, they had to cut me. That's why this is so frustrating because prosecutors didn't charge you. Uh, again, you weren't even there during this alleged gang rape. So the most that they could really get you for would be statutory rape being that she was underage. But even then, you had multiple witnesses saying that she never said she was underage. She was at a college party. She said that she went to Grossmont, which is also a community college in the area. So there's a lot of doubt surrounding that. But there's still discussion even to this day about those statutory rape allegations and charges Take me into that and tell me where that stands as of now and what the discussions are. 
the law is very clear. It's not even it's not even close. If someone has a reasonable belief that someone is 18, it is not statutory rape. And this isn't even that. It's not even a reasonable belief. Looked me in the eyes, looked many other people that night in the eyes saying I'm 18, I'm 18. And it's on camera. She's on video saying she's 18. So this is it's not even relatively close. You talk about in other interviews how all of this caused you to go into somewhat of a depression for eight dark months. Take me through that time, what this was like for you, what was going through your head. The hardest part for me was seeing what my family had to go through and seeing the hurt that they went through and seeing the, the death threats and, and threats of sexual violence against the women in my family. That was absolutely the hardest. Um, but as more evidence began to, to make itself clear, uh, we got good news every couple of weeks, and it was pretty clear early on that this would come to an end, that it would just take time. Right. Well, after your career was basically already over at that point, I mean, it's nice to be out of litigation. It's nice to be legally in the clear for the most part. But when you lose something that you've worked your entire life for, I mean, the damage has been done. That's what's so frustrating. We're going to get into the cancel culture part of all this. But I know that you can't assume what this girl's motivation was behind all of this. Obviously, you're not in her mind, her brain. You don't know what she was thinking. But if you had to guess what she was thinking, why she would do this, what would you say her motivation was behind all of this? Because, I mean, it ruined, really, your career at this point, and she made accusations against others. She's on videotape showing that it was consensual, showing that she was participating. Afterwards, she accuses everybody. Why do you think she would do that? I'm not sure. Like you said, I'm not in her mind, but uh, a wild guess would be, would be the shame of what happened um, and, and possible financial gain. I mean, every civil lawsuit in the history of civil lawsuits is filed for money. There's no, you can't run from that fact. Let's talk about that because there's a lot of people that say, hey, listen, you could settle this, the civil case for about 50 grand, probably cost you a heck of a lot less than you're spending on attorney's fees at this moment and in the past. So why not just settle and make all this go away? Like you previously said, the damage has been done. And if I was to settle, that would waive my right to countership. So at this point, we're the heavy favorite and continuing this any longer is going to be very damaging for them. So I, I'm not willing to settle. I think that you will be the legal victor in all of this. But as we know, sometimes being the legal victor doesn't even matter. Uh, I'm going to bring up a case to you that you're probably familiar with, uh, Trevor Bauer, course, the Major League Baseball player, something very similar happened to him about a year and a half ago, right, where he was accused. You've got a woman who says that she was assaulted. Uh, she goes to the hospital, all of this. And then after the fact, he is not charged. He goes through arbitration with the MLB. Uh, then he's able to come back and play, but no teams want to touch him. And now he's playing in Japan, even though he was in large part the legal victor in his case it really didn't seem to matter. Did you follow that case at all? And do you see the similarities between what happened to you? I didn't follow that case too much, but it, it sounds as you're describing it pretty similar that like you said, just an accusation is enough. When a finger is pointed, the damage is done instantly. And that's kind of the world we live in today. That's why we need to learn as a society to hold off judgment and wait until facts, wait until anything is proven before we cripple someone's career, cripple their life. It doesn't matter to you now, but if it's a family member, it would. You would you would hope that a family member of yours would be treated as innocent until proven guilty. So we need to see it. We need to see it in a new light for sure. 
Matt, do you think it even matters if all this comes out, you win the civil case, you know, you countersue, obviously you have not been charged, the facts are on your side. Do you think that in some way there will always be a cloud that hangs over your head, that there will be a certain segment of this population that will hear your name and think that you are a rapist and a bad person? For sure. The apology is never as loud as the accusation. Um, but that's partially why I'm so grateful for you having me on the show, that there are people out there that are trying to make the apology as loud as the accusation. Tell me what this has been like also for your family. You've mentioned them a couple of times, but I can't imagine what this would be like to be the parent of somebody as talented as you, who has stood by you as you've worked your way through athletics your entire life. Then to go through this, have you really lose your dream, but on top of all of that, have your character called into question. Tell me how they're feeling about it and tell me what it's been like for them. For sure. It's heartbreaking. I have the best parents in the world, two very honorable, hardworking people. And to have their parenting in question has has hurt us all. Um, me being an athlete has been a group effort. They supported me along the way. They were at every game growing up, uh, funding things and, and giving me the opportunity really to to get to where I got and to have it ripped away the way it was has been heartbreaking for all of us. Tell me what's next for you. I mean, you still have the talent. Obviously, you've gone through hell. You're on your way back. But do you have aspirations to play in the NFL? What's next for you professionally? And do you think those things are possible, given the way that your name has been dragged through the mud at this point? I do. In my heart, I believe I will get another shot at the NFL. And I'm looking forward to that. And I'm staying ready and uh, just waiting for my name to be called. Is there any part of you that has some frustration when you look at not only NFL, but major league sports, professional sports as a whole, and you see so many people in sports that get away with so much, that get away with domestic violence, get away with gun violence, they get away with a lot of things, right? And they're still playing, you know, they get a headline, they get a little slap on the wrist, but by and large, they're still active in their sport. Is that frustrating for you at all to see maybe the double standard that's applied in certain situations? It is. Yeah, I think this situation would have played out very differently if I was a quarterback. If I was an all-pro quarterback, I don't think uh, I ever get cut. And if I did, I would have been back on a team quickly after the DA announced no charges, which for me is confusing because if this is about morals, then position or sport shouldn't matter. Um, so, yeah, it is a little frustrating. So explain that to me. Why do you think it would matter if you were a quarterback versus your position? What difference does that make in terms of cutting someone based on an accusation alone? Because they have more value to their team. I mean, you can see that in the contracts. The top paid quarterbacks are paid 10 times as much as the top paid specialist. Um, and, and look, that's how it is. It, they are more valuable to their teams. But if it's a question of losing your job, not for talent, but for for morals, then then it should be all the same. And that, I do not believe that has been my experience. I guess that's also what's frustrating as somebody who's looking at this from media perspective as well. It's that all of these leagues, all of these professional sports entities, you know, they want to be social justice warriors, right? They want to win in the court of public opinion, whether it's Manfred and what happened to Trevor Bauer or others. You know, it seems like this is all for the public and not so much about truth. But then when you just said what you said about, hey, if I was a quarterback, this probably would have all gone away. It feels like this whole crusade for you know, moral superiority in major league sports, professional sports, it feels like it's all kind of a facade. Do you feel that way at all? 
I do, in part. I, I think that deep down, these organizations believe in truth. And I think they believe in facts and believe in evidence. But a lot of times their hands are, are uh, tied behind their back, basically. And they have to make a decision based on public perception. Last question I want to ask you is, obviously, hindsight is twenty twenty. I'm sure if you could change it, you would have never gone to that party, probably never would have gone to a party in your entire life if you could take this all back. But moving forward, how are you going to use this experience, whether your future is in the NFL or whether your future is in something else? How are you going to use this and shape the rest of your life based on everything that you've been through? I think it's important to speak about it as much as possible and make sure young athletes know that you can lose your job even though you didn't do anything wrong, just someone will be able to accuse you of doing something wrong and not being able to immediately prove that without any question, you did not do something wrong that can cost you your career. So I think young athletes and professional athletes are in a very interesting position now where you have to be, you have to live with an abundance of caution. Yeah, you're exactly right. Now, I have been in this career for about eight years now. I started when I was 21 years old, right? So I've learned something along my way because there's a lot of people that would love to see me fail, that would love to see me mess up. So I live by this and I tell all of my friends that are in the spotlight or want to be, I tell them this very simple thing and I'm sure you know it. Don't mess with anybody who has nothing to lose. That'll save you from a lot of problems on down the road because there's a lot of people who don't have going on what you have going on, what I have going on, and they want to get a headline. They want to get a little pocket change. They want to get vengeance on somebody. They take joy in ruining somebody else's life. So never mess with anybody in any sense of the word that has nothing to lose. That is my advice. You know it well. But to anybody else, let's just spread the word because I think that there are a lot of young people that could really learn something from that simple piece of advice. Exactly. Yeah. Um, if, if you have an ounce of success, someone else could be playing with house money. And basically, if they accuse you of something and bring it into civil court, they are playing with house money because they can sue you for a lot more than you can ever sue them. And your reputation has a lot more to lose than theirs does. Um, so yeah, it, it is a problem and, and people in, you know, the position of someone who, ha who makes money off of their image are in a very different situation now than they were 20, 30 years ago. Absolutely. Well, and that's also talking about the video. I mean, it's helpful for you that there was a video, but in a lot of cases, these videos can be really damning for anybody, whether you're on one side or the other of the camera. So this is all just a very new world to navigate. But I appreciate you speaking out. You know, there are so many people that get accused of things and then they just hide in the shadows and wait for everything to play out legally. But I think you're exactly right. You got to attack this head on. You got to get the truth out there, be loud and be vocal, because that's the only way you're going to have a fighting chance. So God bless you. We're all rooting for you. We all want to see your comeback tour. And thanks so much for taking the time today, Matt. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. God bless you. Still ahead, I'm going to give you my final thoughts on this, the rush to judgment, and all the real-life implications of guilty until proven innocent and ruined either way. That's next. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details.
Guys, my heart absolutely breaks for Matt Ariza and every other young man who has had his life ripped out from underneath him based on an accusation alone. And you know what else? My heart also breaks for the women who have truly suffered through rape, sexual assault, and absolute horror only to be looked at sideways thanks to the litany of women who have lied, faked, or exaggerated their claims for notoriety, a check, or vengeance. You don't deserve that. But this is the climate that's been created. This believe all women trend has ruined lives. And I can think of a few examples just off the top of my head. The Duke lacrosse scandal, which turned out to be a lie. The Rolling Stone UVA story, also a lie. And the absolute railroading of baseball player Trevor Bauer, also based on he said, she said, also resulting in Bauer being legally cleared, but professionally marred in the MLB likely forever. No major league team is gonna touch him now. Sure, he's playing in Japan, but he should be playing in the MLB. He didn't deserve the fallout. He didn't deserve to be collateral damage in Commissioner Manfred's social justice warrior crusade. This is absolutely infuriating, this sick desire to ruin someone's life based on a lie or a half-truth or a simple regret is just so wrong. The court of public opinion has become the law of the land, even when the actual scales of justice tip in favor of the accused. Just because you can make something up and ruin someone's life doesn't mean you should. And when you think about it, this believe all women thing is only weaponized when it fits the right narrative, or should I say the left narrative, because you can't claim to believe and support all women when you ignore the cries and complaints from women like Riley Gaines or sorority sisters in Wyoming who tell you in no uncertain terms that seeing full-blown male genitalia in the locker room on a biological male that simply pretends to be a woman makes them uncomfortable. You can't have it both ways, feminists. We are living in a time of guilty till proven innocent, but ruined either way. And that pertains to more than just sexual abuse allegations. Look at the Durham report, which shows that not only was the Trump-Russia hoax a hoax, but a premeditated hoax. These lies marred an entire presidency, and there's no report that's going to make up for that. The damage has been done to Donald Trump, to our entire country. We live in a society that is so scandal happy, we don't even seem to care about truth and justice anymore. You know, it might entertain some, but wait till you're on the other side of it and tell me how it feels. And members of the media who jump on these stories and these headlines before the facts are revealed, maybe, I don't know, take a beat? A little correction in a headline or a footnote at the bottom of an article doesn't do much after someone's life is blown to shreds thanks in part to salacious and not fully accurate reporting. I, for one, want to live in a world where facts and truth and reality still matter. And as a public figure, a word of advice to those who are or who aim to be in the spotlight. Do not mess with anyone who has nothing to lose. Archive that one in your memory because it'll save you a lot of heart and headache. But I guess those are just my final thoughts from Nashville. God bless and take care.